You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you for episode 74 today. We are well and truly ticking along three quarters of the way to 100 almost, but we have a massive show lined up because the Nationals well and truly underway in Perth. It's been a great fortnight so far. Still a couple of events to go at the Australian Championships, but two prominent figures from this year's tournament are going to join me on the show. Later on, it'll be Tris Doolan to talk about the uh, the side series and taking home the Marge Morris Trophy for Victoria for the first time since 2004. But before that, in my opening segment, a man who has won four Australian Champion of Champions titles now, and he's a sides winner with New South Wales, as well as being the best rink as well. Lee Schreiner joins me. Lee, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you going? Oh, I'm just in recovery mode, Val, uh, after a big couple of weeks. It was a massive Nationals for you. Uh, how has it all sunk in? Uh, I'd like to let it sink in, but I'm so far behind on my work <laughs> that I haven't really had a chance for it to happen yet. Well, we'll start with the singles and we can try and let it sink in throughout this chat here. But a fourth Australian champion of champions title, how much does that mean to you? Uh, it's, uh, well, the first one was unbelievable. The second one got better and the third and fourth have got better and better since that. So, um, I suppose it's something you don't think you're going to ever win four times, but when you get the opportunity, you've got to try and take it. Well, the, you're the only person to have ever won it three times, let alone now a fourth. So you just extend your record even further. But what is it that you love so much about the event? Uh, I just like singles. I think singles is one-on-one. Man v man, woman v woman, or man v woman, or whatever you, whatever format you end up in, and it's just uh, the whole one on one, um, you know, bowls brain versus bowls brain, and bowls mind versus bowls mind, and see who comes out on top. Fair enough. And winning this means that you get another shot at the world champion of champions, an event that you did win in two thousand and nineteen. What would it mean to you to win it again? Uh, I've tried another couple of times to win it and just fell short, but. Um, Oh, it's just the fact of pulling on the uniform and you know, and and representing your country in a way to try and bring back a, a medal. And that tournament in 2019, where does that accolade sit in amongst your many titles? Oh, it has to be number one. It has to be the best, only because it's the, the highest I've ever ever achieved in any event. Um, you know, a world championship is is something that certainly doesn't come around every day. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, World Bowls is run every four years and Champion of Champs is every year, but um, just to get through it once and have an opportunity was great, but to, to actually win one sits right at the top. How will you utilise your experience from your previous three to 2024? Yeah, well, we're waiting on the format. I think there was a bit of, uh, bit of conjecture about the three sets of five ends coming coming down from the two sets of nine ends with a tie break. So I suppose World Bowls is, is probably assessing what sort of format they're going to produce uh, for the next Champion of Champions. But um, I'll train accordingly. If it's five set ends or nine set ends or 21 up, I'll certainly weeks in advance will be training for for the format. How how would you go about training for the format? Is it Do you, do you get someone to play against you or what, what does that look like? Uh, a lot of scenarios. Um, you know, training by myself, I'll put myself under a lot of scenarios, but 
in sets play, you know, you can't afford to grind your way, you know, like you can in a 21-up or 25-up singles game. So there's a few more chances you need to take potentially. And if you're a couple behind in a set with a couple ends to go, you know, you can't afford to obviously be down. So you might play differently. And if it were sudden death five end sets, then I'd need to reassess my game to be to be playing, you know, five ends rather than nine. Now, is it... In terms of the scenario training, is it in terms of, you know, you might pop some bowls down around a jack and try and bowl through them or try and secure a shot or anything like that? Well, there's a number. One of my yeah. favourite ones is, is pretending your opposition's won the mat and sticking sticking a bowl right on top of it and then doing your best to get shot back with your bowl. Nice. Um, so that's, that's probably the one I use the most. Uh, but I certainly... Certainly try and um, get my running shot up and about before I'm playing in singles games, and I'd, I'd, I'd need that most definitely in five-end and nine-end sets. Yeah, especially. More than I would in, say, a 21-up. Yeah, and we saw Ryan Bester do it very well. It was 21-up at the uh, at the World Bowls Championship, so the running shot is a very, very valuable one at that. Now, the Champ of Champs wasn't your only victory, as I mentioned, at the Nationals, because you took home the Alley Shield for New South Wales as one of the three skips. How stoked are you to walk home with uh, with one of the most prestigious trophies in uh, in Australian bowls? Oh, I'm actually relieved. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know, but it's the 18th time I've been to an Alley Shield and the first one I've actually been a part of that's won gold, so... For me, it's been a, a long road, three states, over 300 games now, and it's just something I... It's not something I wanted, it's just something I needed, you know. It's uh, It's been a lot of heartbreak over the years because I've, I've got 11 silvers to remind me of that before the first gold, so um, it's, a, it's a lot of relief and, and satisfaction that it's finally now been done. Well, talk to me about the, the final match because you're skipping against Aaron Sheriff for Queensland. Both teams, Queensland and New South Wales, undefeated heading into the final round. So whoever wins the, the matchup wins the Alley Shield. How are you feeling ahead of it? And, and you know, what did you discuss with your teammates? Uh, we were always going to stick to our plan. Um, our rink had won the first six and we'd won quite well on the first six. So... We had certain rink plans that we discussed amongst us about how we were going to play and what we were going to execute. Um, and and in that game, I mean, the wind was obviously horrific. We were getting 60k gusts at times, and um, there wasn't much you could sort of do about that once you let your bowl go. But um, trying to keep the boys on the same side of the green, uh, I noticed Aaron was doing that as well. The, both rinks sort of favoured the wider hand because it was a bit truer. Um, and just being aggressive when we had the opportunity, uh, trying not to let it build up or um, trying to remove a single bowl or killing an end if they had a couple right on it rather than trying something too fancy. Um, it was a pretty simple game plan, but, but in those conditions, probably the most effective. Yeah, and of course, Carl Healy on your team had a lot of good experience playing in wind uh, at the uh, at the World Champs at uh, at Helen's Vale, so he would have been well accustomed to it. But you you mentioned 18 times... What went through your mind when you realised that you were going to be able to hold the Alley Shield? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't overwhelmed as much as I thought, probably because I was so exhausted anyway. Yeah. From um, you know, an Alley Shield's a big event, four days. We had one match against Victoria last five hours, um, so I, I was, I was exhausted, but I felt relief. I felt finally felt a big weight sort of pop off my shoulders. Um, knowing that it's it's something I can now tick off. 
and you've ticked that off as well as winning the best rink as well. You and your teammates didn't actually lose throughout the entirety of the tournament. So seven matches, a healthy shots up, as you said. Um, you know, talk to us about the team and why you guys gelled so well. Uh, well, Carl and I actually hadn't played that much together before, so it was going to be interesting to see how that worked. But Carl and I play a pretty similar game, so it actually it was a selection genius when, um, <laughs> when of course, Matty Bass couldn't make the trip. So... Um, you've got to take your tip your hat to the selectors there. For me, it was it was intimidating at first in the practice match. You know, I'm here, I am skipping a rink, and I've got a world champion triples player playing third. Um, but Carl was nothing but supportive and excellent for me, and he made me feel comfortable right from the first few ends, and hence why we gelled so well through the tournament. I mean, Ben Twist team as well. He's he's rink won seven games, and and Aaron Wilson won six out of seven. So. New South Wales only dropped the one rink by one shot for the whole event. I was going to say that. So it was a pretty dominant performance from the New South Wales men. Congratulations to you. And Lee, just before we let you go, uh, I want to play a game that we've been playing on um, on each of the shows with all of our guests uh, that we get. And I don't know if you saw it on the, on the Bowls Australia website, but it's called Short Ends. And I'm just going to ask you a couple of short fire quick questions. And first answer that comes to your head, um, let me know what it is. So do you keep your chocolate in the fridge or the pantry? Fridge. Fridge? Well, not sure about that. I'm more of a pantry man. But what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? Yep. Uh, rudeness. Very nice. Favourite non-bowls athlete? Venus Williams. Are you an AFL or NRL fan? AFL. Who do you follow? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. A couple of big signings for them over the last few days, so you'd be pretty it happy. It was a good... It was a very good trade day for us yesterday. Certainly, certainly. I'm a Richmond fan, so we've got Jacob Kaczynski off you, so I'll uh, I'll take that. We needed another key forward. Um, are you a morning or evening person? Definitely not morning. Evening <laughs> it is. I'm the same. Your favourite snack? Uh, have to be chickadees. And who inspires you? Uh, my grandfather did. Last one, favourite TV show? Uh, probably the Blacklist. Blacklist, very nice. Well, Lee Schreiner, thank you very much for joining me on The Right Line. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat all things bowls with you. Congratulations, four-time champion of champions winner. You're now an Ali Shield winner, and to make matters even better, you won the best rink as well. So congratulations on a sensational Nationals campaign, and good luck with the rest of the year. Thanks, Val. I've got to get back to work now. I've got basses due in two days. So. Oh, well, good luck normal. with that. Lee Schreiner there joining me on the right line. 18 efforts it had taken him to win the Alley Shield, but he finally got there. An amazing performance as well as four Australian Champion of Champions wins. That doesn't happen very often, in fact, at all, because he's the only one that has done it, male or female. So well done to Lee Schreiner. And of course, while we're keeping the Nationals trend going, because the Marge Morris Trophy was awarded to the best women's team at the side series, and that was Victoria Tristall, and going to join me right after this on the right line. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls. With the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. You're listening to The Right Line. Val Febo here with you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. A big thank you to Lee Schreiner for joining me in the previous segment to talk about the Nationals and his Ali Shield win now. 
Changing tact, the Marge Morris Trophy was awarded to Victoria for the first time since 2004, and a pivotal part of that was Tris Doolan, who joins me now. Tris, thank you very much for joining me. Congratulations, and uh, how are you going? How's it all sunk in? <laughs> Hi, Val. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, it's it's sort of still a bit surreal. It's a massive honour, of course, to to wear the big V and, and to be part of the Victorian squad. It's still it's still um, just becoming a reality now. I guess we've only been home for about 48 hours and probably still a bit tired. You know, you're playing, you're playing two games of pennant a day over five days, which is in Melbourne terms, half a pennant season at, at the highest of intensity as well. So it's all a bit surreal, but it's a good kind of surreal. Very happy. Oh, I don't blame oh, you at all. And it- uh, 2004, that was the last time that Victoria hoisted the Marge Morris, as I said. How much did it mean to the squad? Yeah, well, it's a very special bunch of girls this year. And um, to break the 19-year drought, <laughs> the moment wasn't lost on any of us. Um, every person in the team, and, and not just the players, the team manager and the coach, um, felt the enormity of the occasion and... Uh, I think that moment in itself will um, will be remembered forever. We we're all really, really emotional, and I think the memory will unite us for forever, really. I saw there were a few tears coming from Kylie Whitehead as well, but it was a tense event uh, in, in all facets of it. So at the end of it, you know, it, for you personally, how much does it mean to you to hoist such an illustrious trophy? It's one of the most, uh, most uh, highly regarded ones in Australian bowls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we all play, we all play the game for the big wins, and um, it's one thing to, I don't know, all the other disciplines. It's great to have a big win, whether it be at state or national level in your pairs or trips or fours. But I think we we all play to play the team events. It's it's so different, and to be able to represent your state in a team event in that squad and take out the nationals at sides, the Marge Morris Trophy, um, it's uh, undoubtedly will be my favourite bowling achievement going forward. And yes, there were a few tears. I mean, Kylie Kylie doesn't cry easily, and neither do I. I think we were all quite quite emotional. Well, it's fair enough, you know. I think a lot has changed since 2004 in terms of just the global landscape, let alone bowls. So it's an amazing performance. But the event, as I said, tense. You needed to defeat Tasmania and Queensland to lose to New South Wales. But, you know, when when you were playing your last match, were you sneakily peeking over during your game to see what was going on or were you just focused on the task at hand and doing what you needed to do? Oh, it's probably a good thing that they were so far away. Like the other green was actually, um, they're on a totally different green that we couldn't see their rink boards or even their overall board, which was probably a blessing because a big part of our training is to focus on what you can control and um, and fo- so stay in the moment, focus on your bowl, focus on the next end, um, one end at a time, all that stuff. We all know that, but I'd be lying if I if I said that I wasn't getting sneaky updates from the support crew because you kind of need to know what's going on as well. That was going to be my next question. Did you actually have a runner? We did. Yeah, very did. nice, very nice. But yeah. um, Because it was so close, it could have actually come down to rink. Sorry, it could have actually come down to rink wins as well. So it wasn't just do we go for shots or do we just go for the rink win or – take a rink loss but keep the shots. So there were a lot of 
decisions to be made. Yeah, well, and especially when you look at the score in the end, they only lost to New South Wales by two. And you finished earlier, I believe. How nervous were you? Were you did you go over and watch what was going on? Because I think Lindsay Clark's rink was the last one to finish. Um, did you go over and watch or were you just sitting there like a nervous wreck just waiting? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really good question because as a team, we sort of made a decision not to go straight over. We didn't go straight over and crowd the other green because once yeah. again, that was out of our control. So there was there was sort of a feeling of relief. There was we've done okay. Let's gather, regroup. We've done everything we possibly can do right now, and that come what may, that's going to happen over there. And we're we're sort of beholden to that game. So we we didn't rush straight over. We waited, and we probably waited. That was the last couple of bombs of Lindsay's that we were we went over and watched, and they were. I was excruciating to be honest, standing on the sideline. <laughs> and we were we were also mindful, I suppose we were standing there watching and that was um that was excruciating. But we we're also mindful of it's, it's sort of like when you win a game and you win a game off a great bowl, you really want to celebrate. But when you win a game off somebody else's loss or miss it's kind of a different kind of celebration. Mm. So we were still aware of the fact, because we're all friends, even though across states, we were still aware of the fact that whichever side lost over there, it wouldn't be great for them if we all so we were aware of what was happening across the board, I would say. We did celebrate, but we did it sort of sideways. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, more than fair enough in that situation. But your mind personally, what went through your head in the immediacy after the win? Because the enormity of what you've achieved was was massive. Yeah. Um, I, surpri- I was surprised with how emotional I was, actually. So we're in our immediate huddle. I was quite, I was quite emotional and, and shed some tears. Um, there was a, probably still some disbelief at that stage. So we were lucky enough, Bowls Victoria sent our side across to WA to familiarise ourselves with the facility and the, the ground. And we had a five-test series against Western Australia only four weeks prior. And the girls, we came away with a four losses and a draw and zero wins. So we had left there with a bit of a bit of soul searching to do, to be honest. So um, we went away and sort of went, well, how do we find an extra 10% in ourselves? And I think the selectors made, they made some great choices. They tweaked the team a little bit as well. So, so I suppose doing the same thing would have been crazy. So they had to make some sort of tweaks and changes. And um, I, I was just, I was still in disbelief, I think, when we came, when we, when we finally won. And I was really proud that um, there's no doubt that everyone in that team is, you know, a champion bowler. I was so proud that we went away and we found a way. And it was through, there was dedication, there was sacrifice and hard work that we came back and we found a way to be a champion team because everyone in there is a champion bowler. But to be a champion team was really special. So, that was um, that was a moment in time that I won't ever forget. And how many uh, side series has it been for you that you've played in now? Uh, I've only I've only played in a couple. Like we were affected with COVID as well. Yeah. So I've played in a few, but not not over the top. I mean, that is certainly. 
Oh, what did we do? Last year, I think we finished fifth. We had a couple of close losses against New South Wales. And it's, it's always it's always been New South Wales and Queensland are the benchmark, I guess. So we're pretty stoked to come away with this one. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And you bowl out of um, MCC in Melbourne. How long have you been there for? And, uh, and what do you love most about the club? Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been at MCC for about 10 years. So we're part, we're often confused with, Melbourne Bowls Club, which we're not Melbourne Bowls Club. Melbourne Bowls Club are in Windsor. Our greens are based in Hawthorne and we're part of the G. Um, it, oh, it's a big club. Oh, I think it's it's important to – there's 14 sections as part of the MCC. So there's Melbourne Football Club, the Cricket Club, there's squash and tennis, and bowls is but one section, um, which is – pretty amazing when you think about it so one of the things with the bowl section is you know they can actually offer elite players a, a playing membership so to speak so you can skip a 30 year waiting list at the mcg membership if, if you're lucky enough to um it's also so it's a big conglomerate but it's also quite intimate at the club level so it's um yeah it's a good club Oh, very nice, very nice. And the MCC is one of the elusive clubs in Melbourne. I am a member myself, or provisional member at the moment. Oh, so, yeah. so uh, yeah, just waiting to get the full membership and uh, and we'll be there. But it was a long time on the waiting list, so I'm glad I'm off it now. But, yeah, how long ago? Uh, 04, long I reckon I was put on. Up, 04, I was put on. So I was, yeah. coincidentally, the last time Victoria won the Alley Shield. But, um, yeah, I was eight at the time. So um was put on then. And then I think I got it in 2020 when... COVID affected lockdowns were in place so I couldn't use it until 2021 but it is good um and your year itself has been pretty successful you won um a Vic Open event with um Sophie Kersman and Kate Arjun Bowden and now the side series you know how have you found it yeah yeah look the calendar has been good yeah the Vic Open triples with Soph and with Kate and and also the pairs we got the gold pairs with Anita Jenkins as well so Soph and AJ are both in the big squad of course so it's good to be away with them again um one of the other goals I set myself was the AO and we probably Wendy and I fell because we lost in the final last year we fell one short this year and lost in the semi to a very deserving pairing in Alan Faulkner and and Carmen Anderson, but um, the two, I've played a couple of test series, obviously, uh, this year as well, so representing a state is always big, but this is, you know, this the Marge Morris is by far above all of that, so I think there's something really special about winning with your team. There's, you know, there's camaraderie and, and, and getting the chemistry right is um, huge. Uh, very nice. Oh, very and nice. one final one before we get to a little bit of fun, uh, what do you do outside of bowls? Um, well, when I'm not playing bowls and, and my fiancé is not playing squash or on the bike, we're both really sporty. So yep. then we're probably yeah. playing golf or tennis. Very nice. And, that, and that's pretty competitive too, which sadly <laughs> we're pretty competitive about that. Um, so we're off playing sport or if it's really chill time, it's take the dog and get down the beach, which is down to or up, up the river, which is uh, really nice. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> and the weather in Melbourne is going to be pretty nice the next couple of days. So... Would highly recommend doing some of that as well. But um, now let's get to some fun, Tris. Now, this is called Short Ends. I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions or a couple of eight. Um, and just your answer, the first thing that comes to your mind. So we'll start with chocolate. Do you keep it in the fridge or the pantry? 
Is that even a is that even a thing? Like it doesn't it's gotta be in the pantry, doesn't it? Thank you. It has Thank no flavour in the fridge. Thank you very much. That's all I ask from the guests. All I ask. A plus. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh. Over officious officials enforcing stupid rules. Okay. <laughs> your favorite non bowls athlete. Yeah, I, I played a lot of tennis growing yep. up. I've played a lot of tennis over the years. I've got to say for all class would be Federer. He's mine too. I'm very, very big on my tennis and Roger Federer is right up there for me. Um, yeah. Beach or city holiday? Oh, beach. Beach. Are you a morning or an no. evening person? Evening. Not very good in the morning. Yeah, neither am I. Favourite snack? <laughs> oh, Vegemite on biscuits. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, music that pumps you up? If my friends heard this, because I'm not known for my music abilities, um, I do like, I do like because of the state one, I do like Thunder by Imagine Dragons because yep. it's got Thunder and Lightning, yep. which is the Victorian thing. Ah, very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Um, hopefully your friends do hear it because that means you've passed it along to them. But um, what's your favourite movie, final one? Oh, I'm not – a favourite movie. That's a hard one. Oh, I probably like I probably like Grease. I'm showing my age now, don't I? Yeah. I probably like Grease. It is still it is a very timeless movie though. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, oh well, Tris, thank you very much for joining me on the right line. Congratulations on everything you've achieved this year, culminating in the Marge Morris Trophy. Very well deserved, and um, good luck with the pennant season coming up because I know it is getting to that time of year. So good luck to you, and thank you again for joining me on the right line. Thanks for having me, Val. Tris Doolan there joining me on the right line. Marge Morris Trophy winner with Victoria for the first time since 2004. That about wraps us up here for the right line. Be sure to tune in to the rest of the Nationals because we still have the rest of the fours coming up today and we've also got the singles coming up tomorrow, which is uh, Friday at the time that we record. So really looking forward to seeing who can salute in the final event of a wonderful fortnight that it has been in Perth. And a big thank you to Tourism WA for all of their assistance in putting it all together. It's been wonderful. Andrew Howie and Paul Holschke doing a great job running the event over there, as is Bob Carlson. So great uh, to see what's happening and all of the wonderful results that are coming through. But remember, you can subscribe to The Right Line on Facebook, oh, sorry, not Facebook, on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are there and also Bowls Australia's social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. You won't miss a beat if you subscribe and follow. It's been Val Feber on another episode of The Right Line. A big thank Thank you to Tristolan and Lee Schreiner for joining me. We'll catch you next week.